0: Okay, so this is one of the greatest things about getting older. It's like the older I get, the less I care about what people think.
1: Oh, and I, not, I love the way that feels.
0: Yes. The few times I've experienced so, it. So, and I, I think what I see in you guys, and I think this is why I think you would say we're predominantly alive, is because you're not trying to be what somebody else wants you to be. I mean, well, I think we all do that to a certain degree. Sure. But or catch pers- ourselves doing. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you, I mean, the beauty is if you catch yourself doing it, that means you're at least perceptive enough to go, "Oh, I was just being somebody else." Thank right God, there. right? Right. Yeah. But I think uh, that's the even greatest thing about getting older is, I really don't care.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house. Apartment. On a rent. Rent.
1: What do you do for a living?
2: Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's
3: your record for consecutive questions asked?
2: 38. <laughs> what are you asking
0: me? <laughs> me. you talking to me. Who are you? Pop quiz, hot shot.
3: Pajarito. Pajarito. <laughs> hey guys, this is Rob. This is your I've listed. Do you remember when I would do that?
4: Yeah, you have a script.
3: Oh, okay. T- but
4: remember, it's not Pajarito.
3: <laughs> no, I I don't wanna I don't wanna butcher it and have you make fun of me.
4: Uh, I just said it, pajarito.
3: Okay. That's where this week's podcast was recorded. Pajarito. In Edina, is that technically Edina? Yeah, I think so. It's a cool spot. Great happy hour. Killer margaritas. Before we dive into this episode, I want to play some insider baseball with this. Do you call it inside the talk? Insider baseball, play insider baseball? Pfft, I don't know. I want uh, the sports. Uh, I want to. I want to share just a couple th- things behind the scenes. About doing this podcast. First of all, to up till really this last year, when we would do these uh, longer com- recorded conversations. So the last time quit. Yes, <laughs> right up to the last time I quit doing the podcast <laughs> because I was in my head, didn't know what I'm doing, questioning everything in my life. What the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this? What's my focus? Well, you know, the pretty standard creation things. Uh, I had that that whole thing at the beginning. Hey, friends, this is Rob. Welcome to my podcast. If it's your first time listening, this is where I sit down with injured people, whatever. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, go, I, go listen to the Start Here uh, podcast trailer. That's when, that's when it's here. Oh, that's why it's there. After wasting. What? Oh, to do this intro?
4: Yeah, until oh my, dinner.
3: How much time do I have?
4: Approximately six minutes.
3: Okay. I have six minutes. I, let's count it three. <laughs> what we would do every time I did... I mean, really, those were the only episodes I was doing for the longest time, for years with this. And every time, I think it was like on a Monday night, you and I would sit down, and I'd have a couple uh, microphones set up, and we would have a Guinness and record those. I did enjoy some things about it. Okay.
4: I'll say that on mic. I did enjoy some things (laughs) about that.
3: I know. That's why I was wondering. Is this more enjoyable for you or that? Do we go
4: enjoyable because now I can eat dinner on time and not wait until 9 p.m. when you're done rambling at me for 45 minutes.
3: That was that. This is now. We're doing, I've been doing a bunch of daily Guinness episodes with you. Do you feel... And you can be honest right now. How have you been feeling about the... I know I've kind of podcast ambushed you and I've been doing some of these with you. Is it been annoying at all? Is it...
4: No, the only time it is disruptive if it's in the middle of my workday as I'm busy crushing it. <laughs> Otherwise,
3: it's fun. I do think uh, that was a couple days ago. I did that, and you were in the middle of uh, submitting right. a client. Yeah, you were writing something serious that I just got right in your face. But I, I knew we do have. I will say I think we've got a system down. If I'm recording these at home. And you're around. First of all, for me, everything's just more enjoyable to do with you. And second of all, I like your thoughts on things. Third of all, I feel like we do have, we've got a, an agreement. If you're not feeling it right now, I'll go do it by myself. Yeah. So that upholds. Okay, so you're fine. you're fine continuing the way we're going. You don't need anything changed? You don't need to talk about anything? You don't need to get anything off your chest? I feel good. Okay. Here's something I really did want to say before... Uh, this podcast. Going into it, um, I I've kind of just been having a shitty day mentally today. And this is my podcast where I get a, I get a, use this as free therapy.
4: <laughs> That's
3: fine. <laughs> no, no, I I want I want to share this because the uh, we had sat down at Pajarito to record this conversation with uh, Joel and Terry and. There was a moment in it where Terry, uh, Terry is so damn encouraging. And in the middle of this conversation, he was being really thoughtful. And he said, oh, man, you know, like we, we got to a point where he was talking about being curious and being open to life. And... I I was in the moment, I was present, I was just I was I wasn't it wasn't that I wasn't being honest. I was being honest. And it was like, oh yeah, here's some things I think about, I position myself. I I wanna be a thoughtful person that is open. I'm aware of this, that life is just going so freaking fast. And I want to be here for it and experience as much of it as possible. And the conversation moved on, but I didn't really get to say kind of how what's been on my mind with with what it comes when it comes down to being a curious person. I think a lot of this, where, where I'm at now with the podcast and where I'm at now mentally, I think a lot of it is just simply rooted in calling bullshit on a lot of things that have just been handed to me in life. I think I would describe it as just belligerent certainty that I feel like I've just, I, I, I come in, in contact with on a day-to-day basis, and I just don't have that certainty in me. And so I, part of this whole thing is me calling bullshit on the whole thing. That they're like, okay, what are the exact rules? What are, where, how, what is the way I want to, we are living our lives. Yeah. I want, it's, it's, and it's more of a, a, like Terry said, I think he was the one that coined this, uh, back in the past conversation we recorded that this curiosity is more genuinely just like a hunger, like I ha- like this desire, like I cannot help but dive into conversation with somebody when it's, it's talking about like a new beer that they brewed or some, I want to experience as much of it as possible. You know,
4: you do have a real lust for life. That sounds stupid as thick, but you do.
3: The reason I feel like you, I share that with you. No, I do. Yeah, well, I no, I no. I always, I take that. I one hundred percent.
4: We die ideally together. We will
3: of old age and at the same time. Yes. We've already agreed to each other. We promised each other.
4: Well, we promised each other to not die. Yes. But should we?
3: It we, will be of old age yes. and at the same time, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and preferably in a plane crash on the way back from Europe.
4: Uh, I don't know about a...
3: Okay, get the plane crash. That's not healthy.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to have a bunch of fear seeping out of my body as I'm dying. But
3: There's going to be a lot of stuff seeping out of your body if you die.
2: Okay.
4: (laughs) (laughs) When we do choose to depart this den of iniquity...
3: Oh, would it be a choice? All right, go
4: on. uh, I've lost my train of thought now. What I was going to say was, we'll go out kicking... I don't want to say screaming because that's violent, but we'll go out kicking saying... That wasn't enough. There's still so much more. Oh, yes. I mean, a little sad, but also pretty lovely.
3: Yes, I've said it before, and I—I'm I, sure I did not come up with this. I heard it somewhere else. But I think genuinely, if you were asked at the very last moment of your life, what was it like to be a human on Earth? I think genuinely, the only honest response is to would be to say, "I have no idea. I only passed through once." And that, not to say you can't be con- I'm not gonna put all these disclaimers in here. Like, say you can't be con- it's not about confident in your own experience and your own truth. Pfft. Yeah, right. that's obvious. But what I'm, the really point of this is to say, really pointed- the, the really point uh, that I'm uh, pointedly trying to make is this that I don't have my shit together. And I really want to, I'm tempted when there's a microphone in front of me, I'd like to, because I want to convey uh, value to the person listening and the things that I've learned. But I, what I'm still trying to figure out is how to convey the, the stuff I've learned and my experiences without conveying that I have all my shit together and that I am somehow an expert on this and an expert on curiosity. I, like today, dude, I just wasn't in a mood for it. So I just wanted, I wanted to put that disclaimer in in here. In this conversation, I was feeling great. I was feeling good. And I was being honest. Um But that's why I'm thankful for these two guys in this conversation. This is a perfect example of what one of my favorite types of people are to have conversations with. And I always say my favorite people are good dancers, like uh, being willing to dance over one minute, being super silly and goofy and then having deep, meaningful. I think it just all exists. The back and forth of that I love. Also, I'm going to leave you with this. At the very end of this conversation, uh, because of of my thoughts on just wanting this podcast to be a log of my uh, relationships and experiences and friends and sharing them with you, the listener, Terry showed up and he had a couple books with him. And after the conversation, we talked uh, off microphone about one of these books and we decided that later this month or in February, we're going to get together in one month to Record another conversation and treat it like a book club. So, if you want to follow along, we are reading a book called Faith, Hope, and Carnage by Nick Cave. Did he bring that book? Yeah. Oh, funny. I know. I have a ton of my uh, friends have been diving into this book. Specifically, uh, Jim Bernard, who uh, who I was talking to today, uh, who introduced me to Nick Cave. I, we were talking about that book. He loves that book. So, I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes below. So, we're going to dive in. Come back in a month if you want to be a part of that. All right. Sarah, do you have anything to say?
4: Godspeed to you all.
3: Join no, me. You
4: didn't like that? I said, Godspeed to you all.
3: Godspeed to you all. <laughs>
1: Rob, did I tell you the bathroom story? In the airplane, airport bathroom story in Mexico no. City. Can it be on record? Oh, you guys, it totally can.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, it can totally can. The bathroom can. story. Okay.
1: So anyway, we're about the next day, still struggling, stomach there might be wise. some editing that'll have to take place. Here. I expect it to be left. So we're leaving, and I'm like, oh, what's what's the easiest meal like for my first meal in 36 hours? Well it's chiliquiles. <laughs> it's like the you know, like what am I gonna do? Have like raw salmon, you know? Anyway, so that's the last time so I saw that on the menu. Okay, the when we're leaving, I come up with album titles now, fictional oh, yeah. well not it. album titles, but track titles for trips that I take.
3: Oh, I. love to this. remind
1: I, yeah. me about stories. That's a good idea. So, like, so throughout the trip, I'm compiling track titles, fictional track titles, for the album, quote, of the trip, you know? Yes. And um, so we came up with a bunch of
3: really great ones, but... Um, I love that idea, by the way, because like in, in travel stuff, you, everything just blurs. Yeah. And like a year later, I don't know. And like, then you just, remember. You could see that the, the 10 points and and it just would fill in the gaps totally. of all of it. Totally. Yeah. Like I could get to track six and it's bathed in speed
1: light <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's, I remember <laughs> that story. Uh, So, (laughs) anyway. I'm going to need
3: that story, by the way. Yeah. Cheers, uh, by uh, the way. Yeah.
1: Hey, bud. Cheers. This is great. So, we're leaving Mexico City. Get through the airport. Like, we're near the gates. There's a really great coffee shop and sushi place in the terminal in Mexico City. And my stomach's still doing a thing. I'm like, okay, no coffee, but I'm going to get a (laughs) croissant. I thought you were going to say, I'm going to have raw fish.
2: Because that will help my stomach.
1: Ignore the sushi spot. So grab a croissant. buddy gets coffee. We go into the bathroom. Because I'm like, okay, just got to do, you know, just check in. What should, and, is that what and, you
3: call it? A check-in? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm <laughs> just tr- check-in, see what's happening.
2: <laughs> see how it's,
1: see everything's looking down there. <laughs> I'm still
3: okay. We're good. <laughs> I'm okay.
1: Underwear's
3: clean. You are loved. <laughs> and uh, My pants and so, are full. My heart is full.
2: It's yeah. my, stand,
1: <laughs> So I'm standing in a urinal. I've got my, you know, my, (laughs) I got got my pastry that I grabbed at the coffee spot, and I'm like, well, I can't hold this here, and there's a hand-washing station for people with disabilities, right? It's, like, lower level, there's a mirror that's tilted toward you, right? And I'm like, oh, I'll set my pastry bag on top of this thing. I do. There's no top cap on this tilted mirror, and my pastry falls down behind the mirror. Like, (laughs) Oh, no. So anyway, so finish up in the bathroom. I wash my hands. My buddy's like, dude, did you lose your pastry? I'm like, I'm going to get it. Don't worry. He's like, what? I'm like, it fell behind the mirror. Don't worry. And so I go to stand up on this countertop. This is bad. It's so bad. It's the most embarrassed I've been in a long time. Which is saying, I'm embarrassed on a daily basis about something. But I go to stand up on this countertop to reach behind the mirror. To grab this pastry. So it doesn't devolve over weeks and months and nobody can tell what's going on. Like, where's that horrible smell coming from? Like, I'm yeah, going kind of to do... I'm nobody do, asks
0: that in yeah. a bathroom. Yeah.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> Especially yeah, where we were. They all know where it's coming but from. But I was being very... I was being considerate. I was trying, <laughs> yeah, at least. Were. So I stand up on the <clears throat> countertop. I'm, I'm like 205 pounds right now, which is ridiculous. And i like... <laughs> Standing on the countertop, I go to reach behind the mirror to grab said croissant, and I, all of a sudden, find myself standing on the ground. And I realized that the counter had only been made out of just, like, quarter-inch Formica. Balsam wood. And, like, maybe, maybe one-inch, like, circular rods. (laughs) It was barely, it was held together with toothpicks. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, the sink is laying on the ground. It's- for some reason, there was no water spraying anywhere, but the, it had been completely like yeah. pipes had been severed. Yeah. It was like, and I, I'm just standing there. So, this there. makes me
0: wonder did you really wash your hands? Or was the water never working? No, I
1: washed my hands before I stood on the countertop, Terry. <laughs> I know. So, I find myself on the ground. I'm standing there. Thankfully, I hadn't reached my arm back behind the mirror yet. Yeah. I just. The whole you know, mirror would have come The whole then. mirror. Oh, I would yeah. have like, chopped my oh, arm. That's actually something. Yeah. You know, there had been broken glass, but instead there's just this disintegrated countertop under my feet. And it happened so fast that the other eight people in the bathroom had no idea what happened.
0: (laughs) This sounds like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm.
1: So I thought to myself, like, what am I... Like
0: David would have done this.
1: Well, and I... It's in my mind flashes visions of me being taken away by the federal police because I destroyed an airport lavatory, you know? So I so just your record, did you get your pastry?
3: Uh, yeah. I guess. No, <laughs> yeah.
1: I never got the pastry. Really? No, I couldn't. There was nothing to stand on. I couldn't get back.
3: I couldn't get back there. So I missed this. It, if you said, what, "What track listing is this? Did it make it to your top ten yeah. of
1: the track?" It, it did. And the track list was that the only person who knew what happened was my buddy Devin and the guy who was responsible for the upkeep of these bathrooms, he called me what could be translated loosely, sex worker.
0: Uh. <laughs> it's, first, like First time you've been called that?
1: Ever, yeah. <laughs> I've That kept means, loosely? Yeah. I've, <laughs> modesty is one of my best qualities, so yeah, that was a first for me. <laughs> so I just, I, we walk out of the bathroom, I get on the plane, door closes, and we fly away. Oh dude. That was it. <laughs> I'm like what how am I gonna make this right? I yeah. couldn't I didn't know how I was gonna make it right. it was <laughs> oh, the most I, embarrassed I've been in a long time. Oh yeah. Just couldn't believe it. Just climbing on uh, counters of bathroom stalls. Totally like the next step. I mean I, I was like, do I pick up these pieces of Vermica and
3: put them in the <laughs> So what <laughs> was the, the towel What's bin? the name of the track? Put away Oh Putawe. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I
0: love that. Did you ask the flight attendant, do you have any pastries? <laughs> <you do>
1: <laughs> Gosh, I'm just really hungry for a
3: croissant. I pastry yeah. right now. <laughs> where, where, it was out in Mexico City. Yeah. Dude, I love that idea. I'm going to steal the track listing idea.
1: You have to do it. That's brilliant. Because you remember, you, you know, mm-hmm. you, yeah. you remember stories there. It sounds like
0: something you would have already done.
3: Well... I have a pretty extent I have I have a pretty extensive method to remember. No, I uh, no, I I do I have a lo- have I told you about my logging practice? Every logging, I uh, I chop down trees. No, I ever, I have a notebook. I, I carve a totem pole. Yeah, to commemorate every, every travel. Yeah, every yeah. travel. I'll show you I'll show you. We've been, it's big in the yard. No, I I have a every day I have just a bullet point of what happened that day and so uh-huh. I can go back for the past maybe eight years. How many
1: and, moleskins do you have completed on your well, show? Well, they're like leather.
3: They're leather journals, and I probably like eight or nine. Yeah. Do, do you know do guys want to get food or? I'm, Are you I'm, I'm totally good to snack on something. But. Yeah. What should we snack on? Are you unless you're like
1: hunger well, hungry? I love these chicken tingas. Yeah,
2: like
3: that's so good. Oh, well, uh, uh, it's dos por favor.
1: Yeah,
3: i mean, gonna do the same. Okay. Because I can't think for myself. It's a lot of pressure. (laughs) That is. Hope you you guys
0: like
1: them. Man, I'm
3: in. Yeah, so I have about uh, nine on my shelf of like years that I've started doing it. How thick are they? They're, they're like, so every, the thing I kind of did, it's kind of the same with like me doing the daily podcast. I'm like, if I'm going to do something every day, it has to be easy and not like burn me out. So it's just, I go through it and every day only has half of a page so it's super limited it can't it's not like a writing a full page so at the top of every month I kind of quarter off the pages yeah for that upcoming month <laughs> and that re-gets me and like it's like my buyback in at the top of every month and then so I do that and so it only takes like one almost like maybe the size of two mole schemes or just over one so I think it, I think it takes like 110 pages to do yeah which is that's so nerdy. And you have a whole system. <laughs> I have a whole system. Like there's like a there's
1: like a key and categorization for oh, what totally. certain
3: things mean. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, and then at the top of every month, then every day is out. So then I have the, I found a specific notebook that has, uh, 31 lines on it. So then every day, uh, is just has one sentence of something that could if I was looking for something main that happened that day, I could look at the front month's key. And then find You're it. Organized. this is super Wow. Well, I, I don't know if I'm super organized, but I, I feel like I love like librarian duties <laughs> things. <laughs> another like, li- month I, another life I'd love to be like a librarian, maybe, and just like like are I feel like I love archiving more than I like organizing. That makes sense. I don't know. Ooh. It's a little nerdy.
1: You're super organized, man. You think so? You have yeah. a whole
3: system for for I'm organizing photos. I'm organizing the things I enjoy. Like the crap that I'm, I I uh-huh. don't like the things like to me just like okay, what's an example? Money. Let's just get down to it. Money. <laughs> for me it's like I've never been someone who enjoy like it, it enjoys because I'm essentially keeping a memory budget. And so I don't know why that hasn't transferred over to a love like keeping a like a super like in-depth budget for money and like where does everything go? It just has never registered that I would enjoy that. But w- but the thoughts I have, I can pull you back 12 years and point out every freaking one of them. No, I don't, know. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe that's a lame thing to say, but it's like, that is one example that I'm not very super organized. We're artists, anybody. so we
0: don't have money. So why organize it? organize
3: it, it? yeah. <laughs> when I have it, it's
1: supposed to be spent on something. <laughs> <laughs> That I like. That oh. brings me joy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That boosts those serotonin levels, baby. Yeah. That's what I need.
3: I wonder <laughs> if that is. I wonder if that is, is something like if I started doing, I would enjoy it. If like if there's a way to almost like gamify it in my mind, like find mm. and the enjoyment out of it. I wonder if I'd do it more. I don't know if you
0: haven't know. found a reason <laughs> by yeah, now. <laughs> I'm guessing it's not coming. You're nearly 40, Rob.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh. I, yeah, 100%. I'm not proud of it, but it, it's just like, I'm, it's just never like, can the, I just the say shut up right now?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm turning 70 this year. So, uh, we invited Dude, you so cheers so, to that. Seven. Yeah, so, the old, baby, oh, I'm nearly 40.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like,
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah.
1: Yeah. But you know what? I used to be 20. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. It was just longer
0: ago. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, so it's like anything related to like the period of time where I felt invincible. Like the further away I get from 20 years old. But you can still remember
0: when you felt invincible. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to describe it to you? Please. Please. <laughs> Actually, I do.
2: Oh
3: back is Last week,
1: dude. It's I. I did. I was just reading. Oh, Nicole and I just celebrated 18 years uh, wow. last Sunday. Congrats! It was just great. Yeah. It, so we got married when I was 20, and
3: she was wow. 22. You were young. So young. How old were you when you got married? 24. Okay. There you yeah. go. You? You. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Okay, so twenty. Okay. Nobody
0: gets married at twenty anymore now. No,
3: totally. It
1: was kind of mandated by my Pentecostal parents. (laughs) Like, don't want you to burn with lust, dude. You don't know what you're doing, but you They should have talked to you about
0: five or six years earlier, (laughs) right? Right, Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Caught me when I was twelve,
3: man. But. It is funny. <laughs> you know, it is funny growing up with that tradition. No, I've never heard a sermon where someone talks about, like, breaks down. You know, Paul did say, if you can do it, it's better not get married. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard a sermon on that. I would love to, like, see some feathers rub. All right. Uh, everybody,
1: everybody hearing that sermon would be like, oh, boy. Really? Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's not... Uh, Burn, burning
1: with less, though. <laughs> Do you really believe this? Yeah. Because the pastors never wanted to get called on, like, what they really believe, you know? So that's why you've never heard that sermon. Until they get caught. <laughs> Until they get caught. Yeah, exactly. Which has been pretty easy lately. But I, uh, <laughs> so we get married January 14th, 2006. Took you a while to come up with that date.
3: Thank you. January f- T- <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to edit the part where you went to the bathroom and sure. check your phone. Came back and... <laughs> oh, okay, guys,
1: it was January 14th, okay, 2006. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, get on a plane the next morning for our honeymoon. Go to Kauai. Nice. I rent a Jeep, which I felt really cool about. I didn't care that I had to pay a thousand dollars in a deposit to get it because I was twenty years old. You now crazy there, so You're you have going, to pay I'll get it back. I'll get it back. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I've never trashed this car. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm man. Can we guess the rest of the story? Oh. No, you won't be able to. So I, so we rent the car. It's not about the car. The car was fine. Oh, okay. But I'm feeling big and bad, right? I've, I'm well, married. You're 20. I'm twenty. You're invincible. I'm invincible. I just yeah. rented a car. Who cares what the deposit was? <laughs> it's late at night and we're hungry. So I'm like, oh, I'll just pull over at this, this yeah. place here. It looks like it's open didn't realize the only places open at 11 o'clock at night were bars. So I, you know, feeling really grown up, walk up to the door and there's a guy carting yeah. and he's like, oh, y- you're not going in there, buddy, but she can go in and grab you food. <laughs> and I was instantly brought down, uh, brought low a couple notches. He like, said, um, but I can rent a Jeep. But I rented, but I rented this rent Jeep. A- <laughs> I think I might've even said that. Oh man, <laughs> but I rented a Jeep. <laughs> Won't you, won't you let me go get a quesadilla? You know? Oh, yeah. So he got, I mean, he, he knew what was going on. He had to have just loved the moment. He was like, oh, she can go in and get food for you. Yeah. You know? But you're not going Dude, in Dude, I there. still have my spots. I oh, was yeah. such a baby. <laughs> I look at photos of myself. I'm like, why did anyone let me get married
2: oh. then? I just should
1: have worn. They made you. They made me get married, but I should have just worn a T-shirt that said no frontal lobe for eight years. (laughs) Please please be patient
2: with me.
3: I still have no frontal lobe. No
1: frontal lobe. lobe. I
0: think we should interview Nicole for
1: this. Oh, dude. Poor dear. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yes. Dude. But it's 18 years now? 18 years. How long have you and Mary been married?
0: Longer than that Cool 45 That's awesome <laughs> How? I've been married longer Than you've been alive
3: Oh 100% That's true
0: I do uh, public
1: math
3: you <laughs> 24 You've been I've always I, I'm, Put your you calculator believe.
0: away Joel <laughs> okay, I am fascinated
3: By like the the Turning point When you've been married longer When you've been Doing something longer Than you Haven't been. Weren't
0: Yeah It's really interesting Because I remember yeah. That moment I'm going
3: how? Yeah, so you'd have been like 48 flipping over on that.
1: Did you, That's did cute. you, did you see how he did that math right there? <laughs> Carry, the, Carry three. the three. It's
3: for a lot of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you remember, like, was it like a meaningful thing? You're like, oh, oh, I just been-
0: remember going, wow, I've known you longer than I didn't know you. Yeah. I love that. And it's like, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. It's weird. Did you getting old is weird? It is it, weird. It is. Yeah.
3: I'm when I'm, I'm wondering when you if you like. Do you remember like the times when you started like feeling that like those numbers. Like, feeling like we're oh, getting large. <laughs> yeah, getting large. Because for me, like, I have, like my memory is like, well, <laughs> I'm not saying for you, I'm saying for all of us. Okay, like, I remember when I was in college, I specifically remember overhearing in the uh, the studio that North Central had. Uh, I was in there, and I remember Ben and someone else who won't, uh, 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 Wayne. Wayne Thomas. Yeah. They were having a conversation. I remember Wayne was turning 30. He was like, man, I don't know. It's just like, it's such a huge number. And he's like, I just feel like 30 It's so old. And I was like, I remember being a student being like, yeah, 30 is really gross. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, man, this That's looks cool. amazing. It is. I uh, might need another utensils, I think. Oh, Ooh, here. Right no, over here. I've just been hogging it. Oh.
2: Okay. Like Do you, you want, like,
3: a chips and salsa thing? Would anybody have any of that, or is this cool? Do your thing, man. I'm cool with just this for now. Oh, Thank you. Good? Thank you so much. Um, so, for some... Okay, so 30... Like, that kind of story cemented 30 as, like, an age. And then every once in a while, I get, like, glimpses. Like, glimpses. Like, in our, in, the, in our place, our neighbors. We were all having, like, a backyard bonfire last year. And I, oh. they started saying how old they were. And I realized... That I am at least five years older than all of them, if not like 10 years older than some of them. And it was like starting to make me feel, start having that awareness kind of how, how I feel, feel right older. now. You yep.
1: mean? Actually, you do really? Do you feel like, oh my God, these, uh, f- like I can still smell puberty. <laughs> no, but it's interesting, you know, my
2: dad
0: died when he was 90, well, he was just about to turn mm. 93. 93. Mm. And he's, like, a week before he died, he's he's lying in bed. Yeah. He looks at me and he goes, Terry, out here I'm 93, and then he points to his head and he goes, in here I'm 17, you know. Shoot. So it's kind of, and I kind of feel that way too. It's like, yeah. you know, it, a lot of times what's going on up here Really hasn't cha- hasn't changed all that much.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it's you're like you're so contemplative. You are Roger, committed. I wasn't
0: that way, at you're com- <laughs> but you're
1: committed to like evolving. You're committed to changing your mind. You're committed to changing your vernacular. And but I think
3: you weren't this thoughtful at seventeen. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I. What, it, what I've been thinking lately, like, what is that, like, oh, I'm getting old. I wish I was that, that younger age. Is it all, like, physical for you? Because in my mind, when I think about getting older, honestly, if I'm just being totally transparent, the two things that that go into the statement of, like, ah, oh, like, I'm, I can't believe I'm 38 or what now, is if Again, I'm... Shut up. Well, I know, or whatever. I know, right? <laughs> whatever. Because what, we've all been... Whatever that is. For me, it's... Um, when I'm comparing myself to other people, like, with, like, my, I'm not where I thought I would be by now, like, career-wise, or, mm. or, or like, financially, or something like that. You might think that through your whole life, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hearing how you approach b- b- budgeting, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a feeling you need to start getting used to. Right? <laughs> no, it, it's either that, or right when I hit 30, my back hit 50, and, like, dealing, yeah. you know, i like, thankfully, just had that a massive breakthrough with back pain this last month. But,
2: yeah.
3: like, yeah, it's just, like, the physical things I can't at that point. Are those similar, or do other things come to mind? Or is we it just, just, like, what are the things that come to I, I don't know if that inspires anything. With you
1: we should preface the physical question by me just reminding the table that one time I tried to draft Terry <laughs> on, a, on, the, on the first and last bike ride I've ever taken with him. And I felt like I had literally died only worse. <laughs> I was still somehow conscious. My body no longer worked. Right. My lungs were full of napalm. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And I regretted ever being born. You were on a shitty bike, though. That's not <laughs> the deal, That's dude. That's very kind of you. He yeah. was like, <laughs> Terry turns back. That was 10% of it. <laughs> Ter- Terry wasn't even trying, dude. He wasn't, and he's like, he he gets up beside right, me, and goes, "You right. ever tried to draft somebody before?" And I was like, like "No, man, it's, it's new." He's like, "Okay, well, here's how you do it." He's like, "Okay, you 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 hang out on me for a little while." Jump on my back wheel, dude.
0: And I was like,
3: "Does it really work?"
1: <laughs> oh. Drafting with biking?
0: Huge. Big really? Time. It's huge. Yeah. It's like twenty-five percent less work.
3: Really? How fast do you have to be going for it to start like? Well, that's
0: true. If you're going ten miles an hour, <laughs> there's not much draft effect. But once you're going twenty or more, the draft is significant. This is the guy who's like, once you're
1: going twenty or more,
0: uh,
3: that is so, on flat ground on a yeah, bicycle. Has biking been your main thing? Because you're you're as, as far as I've known you, you've always been in shape. Like, so unless you had well, a, a massive, like you went on biggest loser and <laughs> more, more <laughs> I used to be three and a quarter man no
0: um, is biking kind of well I I used college? to I played basketball in college oh. and then I played soccer and I did that in leagues when I was how old are you 38 now the 38 yeah. so I was 40 when I was playing basketball some guy came in and took out my leg and I blew out my ACL, then the next year I tore my Achilles, then I tore my calf playing soccer, and I would always, the doctors always said, you know, the best way to rehab is by riding a bike. Really? So after three of those injuries and always riding my bike, one time, I think it was after the last one, I'm riding my bike and a guy passes me and I go, well, that's not right. That guy
1: shouldn't pass me. No, not a chance. No. Not anymore. <laughs> so I chased him
0: down and I I started getting like, wait, you can ride fast on a bike. Yeah. And then some guys were still passing me, so I went out and I go, I gotta buy a road bike. <laughs> yeah. Because I was riding a big mountain bike. Yeah. So then I got I got hooked on it and addicted. So and then it's like, hey, you can actually ride your bike and not hurt yourself. Yeah. And then I started bike racing, and I started crashing. <laughs> so I have a metal plate in my shoulder oh, with nine no. screws. I broke six ribs in a crash. So This is the most painful rehab story I've ever heard
2: right? <laughs> I know, yeah.
0: So it was like, but now I, I stopped racing, so I crash a lot less now.
2: Yeah.
0: But the trouble with crashing is, you wouldn't have to crash if you're bike racing. If you didn't think you were still 17 yes. and you're in the last 200 meters of a bike race and think, you know, I think I can still win this
3: thing. <laughs> so what was it? You're just like, we're just gunning it? Like, just giving it well, to Yeah. And, and in
0: the last 200 meters of a bike race, everybody's jockeying for position and you're uh, everybody's taking chances. Yes. You know? Because yeah. the only way you can win is if you take chances. Yeah. So, and, you know, I'm in my 50s now, still taking... 17 year old chances getting yeah. really hurt. <laughs> I love it. So that's when my daughters came to me and said, You know, Dad, you're not smart enough to ride within, you know, you, you still think you can win, yeah. so you take the chances you have to take to win. Yeah. And you're gonna not be around for your grandkids if you don't stop doing this. And they were right. So I, I stopped.
1: Did you stop tracing? I did.
0: But you know that they say every ride is a race.
1: No, <laughs> oh, it really is,
0: isn't it? We used to, I used to go through the summer and go, can I go all summer and never let somebody pass me? So you're ra- <laughs> oh, oh, yes. you're just racing 365, dude. <laughs> well, every it's like they say, every ride is a race. If you yeah,
3: if you make it. When
0: was the last yeah. time some MF passed you? Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> it's been a while. This hurts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish you wouldn't have asked me that. <laughs> last summer. It was like I'm out riding and I'm going. How long can I go this summer? And it was like May, and some guy passed me, and I almost, I like, I think I brought my heart rate up to 190, just trying for to like catch up. Five with him? miles, yes. trying to stay with him. Yeah. And after a while, I go, I will die. He was cruising. If I keep trying to stay with this guy, I'm gonna die. And I let him go, and I go, okay, here we have it. Oh man. <laughs> oh, I have to. In May, a guy passed me, and the summer is shot. You
1: know, but that's sold life. your bike. <laughs> 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 took a whole bottle of, of pills. And then and, I started and, free guitars for kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's the genesis story. I started, well, I got
1: passed on my no, bike in May, so I <laughs> started playing pickleball. <laughs>
3: Dude, what the hell is going on with pickleball?
0: I can't handle I that know that sport, dude. It's weird to me. I played it once and I'm like, that's yeah.
3: Is it a, this is a national like thing or is this just a Minnesota deal?
0: No. Is it all so I place? have this friend who who owns the largest pickleball complex in the US in Florida. Really? And it's like I think they've got like 80 some courts. Indoor courts and all this stuff and it's he's making Bank on this oh, thing because because
3: yes. everybody wants to play it now. Yeah, Sarah did a, had a, a work event. They, they were like, we're gonna go. We rented a court for pickleball in the evening some night, and then went and did it. And she was asking about it. And they were like, yeah, everything's booked up for the next two months straight. You could if you wanted to yeah. get into this here, you can't. That's it insane. Is, well, I don't understand what it is about it because it, is it just like dumbed down tennis a little bit? It's easier is it bad tennis. Meat? Oh, it is. It's tennis without all the running. Yeah. Well, that they makes actually sense. Show,
0: they actually call the shots a dink. You can do a dink. And I'm going, yeah. I don't want to play any sport where it's called a dink.
3: <laughs> We're a just d- making fun of ourselves at this point, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's Do you guys remember? Have you seen the Fantastic Mr. Fox, Wes Anderson's oh, movie? Love, no. It's love a stop animation. Me. Love film. Um, oh, I mean. I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan anyway, but... Yeah, Yeah. same. They... I mean, it's all the typical Wes Anderson suspects. So you got Bill Murray plays a badger. (laughs) George Clooney's the main character. He's a fox. He used to steal chickens, but his wife straightened him out and, you know, said, hey, like, no more thieving. You gotta, you know, make legitimate money. So it's a normal story, but with... Forest animals, effectively. Yes. You know, and they're mm-hmm. voiced by, like, Tilda Swinton is um, an accountant. And George Clooney is the main fox. Owen Wilson is a coach at the high school for this made-up game uh. called Hotbox. Oh um <laughs> yes. it is. Um, it's when you say dink, like we're, just, we're talking about a game where, you know, you can get a dink. It reminds me of Hotbox. Because Wes Anderson came up with this entire fictional game, this entirely fictional game, where you're trying... There are multiple flaming pine cones sailing through the air during Hotbox. And you're running around sticks, and you're, you know, calling out phrases, and you're, you know... There's no real, like, goalpost. The rules change... And permutate depending on what a couple other players do at the beginning of the sequence it's really it's it's really interesting but it's that I mean just someone just made it up yeah
3: I am good with this for now how are you guys doing
1: I'm doing great, great. oh Thanks. thank I you
3: drain my margarita Pickle,
1: pickleball feels like no judgment about the margarita <laughs> oh, at all but pickleball <laughs> feels <laughs> like like a dumbed
3: down version of hotbox yeah what I was thinking though, I wonder, so that's like the, that physical awareness. Okay, I, I'm not gonna get lapped, I'm getting past mm-hmm. right now. I'm going to die if I try to keep up with right. that. And I'm wondering, if, have you like experienced, is there anything like that with like any other aspects of life? So, like, I am try- I can't try- keep trying to keep up with that. Pull it back. Because at least for me, and I guess as I am talking out loud, unless something inspires you, I've, in my mind right now, I'm thinking about how, like, just blind ambition for ambition's sake. I feel yeah, like for yeah. me felt like that. Like, musically, was the goal is to go. And like play, the goal is to get in as big of a band as possible and to tour all the time and do all that stuff. And now that I'm, like, getting older, I finally come to this point where, like, I, my ambition for that kind of stuff has totally... Yeah. I like leveled down on that. Like I, I mean, have no interest in keeping up with that.
0: That's such an American thing, though. It's like no, bigger no. is always better. Not true. And, you, and not
1: true. Not right? true. Oh. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying, <laughs> no, that is not an American what, thing. <laughs> no, what you said is true. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that is an American thing, but yeah. it's it's an, an illusion. Right. Yeah. It's.
3: One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I think that's. That's one thing that getting older, I think, has helped me go, you know, because being in the music business, kind of like you guys are, I mean, you guys are, um, you know, you always, I mean, you probably go, okay, when you're younger, it's like, I need to tour with a bigger band, play bigger stadiums, get more money, whatever. And now it's like, for me, I mean, I'm already let go of my music career. And I'm going okay. Now I'm running these nonprofits, but is bigger the goal? Does bigger always have to be the goal? Hmm. And what? It, and it, that comes into now as you know, to almost turning seventy. I always go, okay. What? What is my legacy? You know, what do I want to be remembered for? And I feel like my legacy is the smaller, it, the apparently smaller things in life, like what's my relationship like with my grandkids? Yeah. You know, what are my grandkids gonna say about me when they're my age or when they're 20 or 30? And I'm going, that's probably more important than whatever else is that I'm thinking I need to grow bigger. I don't know. I feel like legacy, yes. legacy is ultimately, as I'm getting older, I feel like legacy comes down to people. It doesn't come down to accomplishments, money, position, power. It comes down. Legacy is about people, and it should be about the people who are closest to you. If it's not, if your legacy doesn't include the people who are closest to you, I think you screwed up. Mm. I don't know.
3: Oh, but then the first thing that came to mind when you were saying that was <laughs>
1: he, you drop that bomb and then say discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs>
3: Discuss you youngsters. <laughs> um, when you were talking about leg- the legacy, almost for some reason, it popped in my mind. That I was thinking about br- the confusion so many people have with branding, like especially yes. like especially the I don't know. <laughs> it seems just like kind of like a perverse conversation at this point it's when people, like especially within musicians and artists, like we got you got to think about your brand or whatever. It's like yeah. brand literally is only what people think of when they think of you. And so it's it has so little to like people I feel like people get marketing confused with branding. Right. At least like the brand of whatever you're presenting out into the world. And I feel like legacy can probably be that too. And I thought about that i 'cause I'm I've thought about legacy too because it's it's an interesting term for me, who I'm not we're not having kids. And we don't I don't have any plan to at least. Knock on wood. uh just kidding but seriously uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then then like legacy like, it's kind of been a blank space i haven't i've just lately kind of thought about mm. a little bit
2: but the thing like is
0: you guys are both you're both way more com- contemplative and more intuitive um well, i mean you're artists i mean you need to sit so, writing so artists yeah. are naturally more like this who you know artists I mean, art is about asking questions, not giving answers, right? Yes. So artists, you know, well, I should say good artists ask questions, you know. so And you guys are both at that place where I think, you know, with your podcast, you're constantly asking questions. And it's called... Yeah. Rob Morgan is a curious, you know, yeah. I mean, curiosity is all about questions, right? Oh, yeah. So, so you guys are in a... I think you're... Further along, you're further along than I was at your age.
1: I mean, my reason why I have a crazy amount of octogenarian friends, Thank just because of the nature. I'm of, here
0: to help
3: you, man. You're only seventy. <laughs> you're not on the list yet. Because when you're when your eyes start to go bad, you're going to need an octogenarian. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you some insight. Is that where you have a lot of? <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm just kidding,
2: yeah.
1: I, okay, so, like, I knew my great-grandfather. He passed when I was 20, and I spent a lot of time with him, and I don't know. I always forget that. That's yeah, it's well I mean, I, my great-great-grandmother passed when I was seven, so I knew her, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't know, just the nature of church work. Like, I've been involved in church work my whole life. There's just that intergenerational thing right and so i it's i was telling rob like a, a year ago i have i've have experienced over 200 funerals in my life which is weird and most of the time just as an
3: onlooker like how I'm many there. in january have you like 2024 how many Funerals have you only, been in? Uh, only one oh, in we, January. Yeah. Oh, We've got two this week
2: <laughs> at church.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good week. Only two people See, died. Oh man, yeah, totally. It's I tell people at the place I work, I'm like, man, it's we're busy all the time. It's like four weddings and a funeral. Actually Four funerals. Four funerals <laughs> and a wedding. And yeah. But <laughs> that's
2: good.
3: Uh, but and you're just around it.
1: Yeah, I'm around mm-hmm. it all the time. And so I I don't know, I think, for better or for worse, I've just always thought about how i'm supposed to live my life and what really really matters and the people who focused on accomplishments focused on ambition and only that their closest people were like their pa those are the saddest funerals it's the ones the best funerals are the the ones who always said yes to happy hour (laughs) <laughs> they always, its now, of course, they die a lot sooner. <laughs> but but they they, they had stories. Yeah. Yeah. And stories are how you leave a legacy. And I, I kind of realized as I was struggling with Christianity, uh, have had been for a really long time. I'm like, man, at, if if we're looking at this from a purely humanist standpoint you the way to live forever eternal life is by loving the closest people around you well and they'll talk about you and that's how you live forever and uh, you know i think that there's still more going on here but that's a great starting point like it's there's this really matters for all of the stories we tell ourselves all the archetypes that we hold on to, I think, you know, that whole eternal life and consequences after you die, that whole deal, what it's pointing at is how we live here really matters. And that's actually all we know. And so Dante ties consequences to it and whatever, (laughs) you you know? Eternal conscious torment, baby. Right, (laughs) right. But that's like, I mean, that's ancient people's kind of needed an incentive to see beyond they didn't see beyond themselves in that narrative right but it kept them on enough of a track to where we now stand you know on the shoulders of generations who came before us and going oh actually i don't need consequences to live well i don't need eternal incentives to treat people right it's actually worth it just to do it and you receive the reward in this life you really do so i mean i think that's that's probably why i've i've always thought about and i've always kind of felt like i'm gonna uh, i hope it doesn't happen i hope i i hope i live for a long time but i've i've always felt like i could die at any moment for whatever reason Mm. i and i don't know why that is i just maybe it's because of you know, I've been around a lot of funerals, or I've known a lot of people who've lived to an old age, and I've I've experienced a lot of people who didn't get as yeah. long as they thought they were going to get. And so mm. I don't know, mm. it's call it morbid, but I, I've always you just about seen that.
3: how thin the veil between it's like, so being yeah. here thin. and not being here. Is yes. 100%. Yeah,
1: one hundred percent, totally. And and the you know the people that matter most when they're gone are the ones who loved really well. Mm. They said yes a lot. They yeah. were generous with their time, with their energy. Yeah. They weren't stingy. They didn't give a damn about being cool. <laughs> they did, they, yeah. laugh. they yes. only laughed when it was funny. They didn't try <laughs> to be somebody else. Yeah. They, were just, they were just committed to being fully there. Mm-hmm. As, as often as they possibly could. Yeah. You know, i like, you have those times where you notice. Yeah. Oh, I'm not here. Mm. Okay, I'll get back on track. Yeah. I feel like that's man, there's just so much richness to be had mm. in that perspective.
3: Who wrote the forty eight laws of power? What was um Robert, the, Robert Green. Green, yeah. Have you heard him talk about a live time or dead time? Uh-huh. His whole his whole thing is you are either at all times all time of your life is either a lifetime or dead time. And he ta- huh. he describes it as a lifetime is um, you could be in the same scenario, but like, uh, say you are working a crummy job. You just hate dead time. You're it's just dead time for your life. If you're just clocking the hours and just burn it to get money, and you just hate being there, and you're just miserable. Versus even <clears throat> that conscious awareness of, oh, I'm here. This isn't where I want to be forever. But there's something I could like about this that could make me better as a human, or I can learn from this, or being aw- like awake. And it just makes me think of. One of my favorite movies right now is uh, Joe versus the Volcano. Have you guys seen that? Oh, I've never seen it. Oh, that. dude, we have to watch. we got to get mm-hmm. together very soon and watch that. Great. Uh, have you seen it? No. Do, it is, okay, so it's one of uh, Tom come? Hanks. Yes, you can. You're invited. <laughs> Let's do it. None of this will be at my place because the break. only TV is in our bedroom, so every, we can get in our king-sized bed. Every party bed, needs an octogenarian.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're not an octogenarian,
3: Terry. <laughs> Dude, oh, I love it's that. So, okay. Uh, okay, so sorry. Oh, there's a quote in, in the movie. It's a, it's a horror, It's like really campy. The movie. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people like think it's the worst movie ever made. But the whole thing is an analogy for life, uh, an allegory for all yeah. life situations. It's, I think it's brilliant. And there's a quote in it that says, "My father always said that the majority of humanity is asleep, yeah. uh, and very few are awake. And those that are live in a constant state." of excitement, wonder and excitement I think it was and huh. just oh I love that uh, yeah that uh, yeah that even that makes me think of that is the' I'll be the constant state of that is what gets them to go to a happy hour or do something or be here <laughs> for it and not not just like I don't when yes. you're saying this thing that's just what makes me think of I want to have like I want it to be a lifetime so I'm just curious
0: like for oh. you guys would you cons- like what percentage of your life would you consider a lifetime or dead time?
3: currently yeah like right now day to day take inventory yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, I'm just curious what you'd say
3: if I'm like in my head too much I can like I can have like dark I'm kind of I can be have like on days or mm-hmm. feel what I just call like the light switches off I'm just like I'm, I'm not super motivated I have a constant awareness of what you were saying. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm constantly aware, right? I think photography comes like this for me because I feel like I'm hyper aware of even this moment just, like, turning into the smoke of memory. And, like, I'm just desperately grabbing onto it yeah. and mm. trying to hold it. And so when I do things like take a photograph, record a conversation, write... That is for me is like taking the smoke that's slipping through my fingers and like putting it on something physical. Yeah. And like this happened, we existed. Yeah. And that is valuable. So I feel like that's where that comes from. So I, but I feel like I'm in a constant, I'm, I'm, I feel like I exist kind of in that a lot. Yeah. Quite a bit. I don't know if maybe that's weird to say. I feel. I was, but like it makes a
0: lot of sense. Uh, I was even thinking about one of your recent podcasts where you're. I think it was a replay of something where you Ambient, you're recording. Oh yeah, I've been doing that lately, the binaural recordings. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And that was... Oh, nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) But there's something about that. I mean, I have to say I was listening to it and I'm going, well he's not saying anything here. I should just jump to something else. Oh, totally. And then I got kind of sucked into it. And I was like, wait a minute. What's going on here? Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I need to do that more like when I go to places like this or wherever and just go, yes. what, what am I hearing? You know, yes. How, how do I stay present to what is going on? Oh. So I don't know. Oh man, you and me both.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: So what, how about you? What do you think? I... Can you hear this on there? I, wonder? I hope so. Oh, you have to. It's really nice.
3: <laughs> it was a great margarita, by the way. It was, I, it was I know.
1: It is it a, a good salt. margarita. And the, the tinga? status what you think I'm in yeah I okay, really like good, it I've just I haven't finished mine because I've haven't wanted a crunch in the microphone just too talking too damn much no man it, that exactly that's my the story of my life <laughs> can Joel right. just shut up for a second all right be alive
3: man hey you're gonna okay. answer that I'm, I'm gonna cut in I think like before you say what you're gonna say because mm. I want to give space for it but I feel like you are one of my friends who is has spent uh, a, a large percentage of their life a, like in a lifetime. Yeah. I feel like you I mean, first of all, you've lived like seven lives. There's I, I'm been still a lot I've of known stories. you for years. I feel like I'm still hearing I like get news stories like, oh yeah, did you know I was like deciding to be an astronaut at one point in time? No, I didn't know. It's that's incredible. I that worked for the
1: Chinese space
3: program. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> but I feel like you have oh man, I you d- I didn't know <laughs> about it's really wild, man. Wow. Did you view yourself <laughs> like
1: that? Is like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't work for the Chinese space program. I did not. I have a friend did who not, did. Patrick did Olson, at uh, um, of course at, you at did. the church you go to. Yeah. He worked for the Chinese space program no, for a while. He, he totally did. He totally did. Really? really? Oh, he's a he's so smart. I guess I I can't talk to him
0: anymore then. So he's, he's one of
1: my <laughs> favorites. <laughs> I'm done. It's Patrick Olson is We're responsible over. for uh, the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he worked in Wuhan. Oh man. He's so great. Man. He He's probably
0: great. created the vaccine too,
1: then, right? He did, yes. And that's oh, embedded man. with. All by himself. Bill Gates. All by Co-shops. himself. Yeah, him and Bill Gates figured yeah. it out. Oh my gosh! It's the hits that this podcast is going to get now. <laughs>
0: let's, let's see if we can say some things that really cause
1: really, trouble for Rob. Dude, it's if it being it, any ink is good ink. Uh, uh, any ink, is good ink yeah. Attention, any attention is good uh, attention, uh, attention uh, baby. Oh my
0: gosh! <laughs> Pay attention to me,
1: <laughs> <laughs> man. I would say, I am i the times where i'm dead or when i'm taking things too seriously and worried about what's going to happen next yeah and that has been something that i'm oh. just 23 uh, 2023 was just like the hardest year of my life on a lot of levels like mm. if i told you everything you wouldn't believe it it was just so at every turn circumstances around me just kept turning me inward. <laughs> like I could not it was just like constant introspection constant introspection and I just could not get out of that and so I spent a lot of 23 feeling like it was dead time
3: <sighs>
1: yeah I yeah that's heavy and then but there's like
0: What if, what if that introspection stuff is not dead time though?
1: Well, what it, if that is actually? It was the death of a lot of things that needed to let me like finally live. So but, like, but death—the death of things that
0: allowed you to live—is not time you spent in dead. It's time you spent alive. But it sure, it, it sure it, felt. Well, tough. yeah, I understand.
1: Yeah, <laughs> at the time, yeah. it was like, just yeah, there was just a lot. And so I, but what came out of it, just in like, I came back, came back from that Mexico city trip that I told you about with just a new realization that I was taking so many things seriously. I was always trying to, to control outcomes. That works well. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'm a mastermind. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> Give it time. Oh this is fun. yeah, oh cool kid you know and uh, but I, I came out of that realizing <laughs> that I was taking things so seriously I just completely forgotten to have fun and there are moments in my life like really like if we're if, I mean if I would take some of the things that we've talked about like dude, yeah, 17 was a blast yeah I drove fast and took chances. I talked myself out of a ticket when I was going 190 miles an hour in my car. I'm not kidding. I felt alive. What kind of car did you have? It was an Acura Integra that I had supercharged and then (laughs) taken... I removed a bunch of weight from the car. So the thing, I was cranking 200 horsepower out of this thing that weighed less than a ton. Was this Brazil or? No, was this-, this was in South Dakota. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. That's it like, has to be in a place where there's yeah. a long yeah, straight road. So, yeah. And there's only <laughs> there's only long straight roads in South Dakota. Yeah, that's true. Man, so like that made me feel alive. And I wasn't thinking about, I wasn't, I wasn't being overly judgmental about anything which maybe in that moment I should have been. But there's like the times where I've felt most alive are when I'm not trying to control outcomes and when I'm not taking myself too seriously. Hmm. And I don't think of myself as, I don't know, that that I really don't think of myself as more important than I really am. And I, I, it's, a lot of the past year has been me just letting go of hmm. that. And, and just realizing, too, like, man, so, so much effort that I was putting in to a lot of things in my life was, I was, th- I, you know, it's really easy to think that certain things around you are like a capitalist system. Like, oh, the more energy I put into this, the more I'm going to get out. Yeah. And actually, that's not, <laughs> uh, that's not true. You know what I mean, and so it's in some cases, you know, it doesn't matter. But I, am I'm, I'm realizing that's not true with kids. Like the more attention that I give to yeah. our kids, the more I'm like, ooh, this is, this is rich stuff. Like I, I tried last night. I tried to tell Gabe, our 11-year-old, to go to bed. I like. <laughs> How'd that go? 9.45. Well, it's like a daily (laughs) thing, right? 9.45. (laughs) And he is just, he just needs, he loves attention. Loves one-on-one time with me, and I'm super lucky that he loves that. Like, the whole game right now is that Gabe continues to want to be around me. Yeah. Really is. And so, it's, and then I look, he comes downstairs, and he's got his kendama. He's got this, like, it's like this, like, weird little wooden handle with a couple different like surfaces to catch this ball that's connected oh. to it on a string. string yeah. Have yeah. you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so and I, it's, <laughs> I mean that was like 9.45 when I'm like go to bed. I look at the clock, it's 11.15 and he Ooh. and I had not left the kitchen and we're trading the kendama back and forth. <laughs> like, trying to, that is, he man that's a lifetime. That. Yeah. yeah. That is a lifetime. You know what I mean? Like being in an environment where, like, maybe maybe musically everything it, that I would like to have happen isn't happening, but still choosing to enjoy myself mm. yeah. and not develop animosity for the person who's just sucking, <laughs> that's a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, It's like still, like, there's a lifetime in there. And man, for yes. years, I had dead time. Because I was judging that person who didn't put in the work. Yeah. I was prioritizing bedtime over quality time with yeah, my yeah. kids. And now like Ooh. our oldest is fifteen. You know? I'm like, gosh, I just I need more of that time. Where it's like a it's just like a real treat. And with friends, like saying yeah, yes yeah. to like, th- I knew this would be a lifetime. Yeah, yeah.
0: So did I. No.
1: Like, <laughs> I knew it was gonna be, which is why, like, <laughs> things changed at work and I'm like, oh, shoot, I have a thing I should probably really cancel. I'm like, no, this is, that's a lifetime.
2: No. I'm yeah. going. Yeah. I'm
1: going. And then that's gonna allow me to continue to have a lifetime because when yeah. I show up at work in an hour again, I'll be like, oh, I have to, it's, I'm gonna enjoy myself. Even mm-hmm. if there's like a change of plans, I didn't know I was gonna be here tonight. I'm just, I still can be hospitable to, you know, the people that I'm going to be working with. Rob and I
0: canceled stuff to accommodate you. Did
1: you really? Big time. I had
3: like (laughs) a long shower. (laughs) So We'll cut that down (laughs) to a half an hour. and I I
1: did not get my 1 p.m. Guinness because of you. (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) So <coughs> now, I, would, I mean, I, I, would, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable assigning a percentage, Yeah. but I am, I as I've just rambled on here and taken over, I, <laughs> I, I don't know what the percentage is, but I know that when I'm really aware that when I take myself too seriously and yeah. when I prioritize rules over connection, yeah. I'm in dead time, <laughs> always, n- without yeah. fail.
0: You know, my, my wife always says, "You know what? You know what the deal is with you. You think the rules are for everyone but you." Mm-hmm. I go, that's kind of true."
2: <laughs>
1: do you think that's wrong? I want to do whatever I want, and I want everyone to do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question, though. Sorry, no, I know this, the, this is no, not no, my no, podcast.
0: No, I love it. it. It's the <laughs> Terry takeover. No, I, no, I just, I'm curious if. Okay, so this is one of the greatest things about getting older. It's like the older I get, the less I care about what people think.
1: Oh, I I love the way that feels.
0: Yes. The few times I've experienced it. So, and I think what I see in you guys, and I think this is why I think you would say we're predominantly alive, is because you're not trying to be what somebody else wants you to be. I mean, well, I think we all do that to a certain degree. Sure. Or catch ourselves doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if you, I mean, the beauty is if you catch yourself doing it, that means you're at least perceptive enough to go, oh, I was just being somebody else. Thank God, right? Right. Yeah. But I think Uh, that's the greatest thing about getting older is I really don't care. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Uh, Because married sometimes, like some of the things I've written, maybe I shouldn't say this on your podcast, but... I wrote uh, this essay called uh, Trump. No, Jesus attends a Trump rally. (laughs)
3: Yes, it's good. And it got posted in the
0: city pages. Yeah. And I got tons of hate mail for this.
3: Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah. I mean, it was. That's so cool, dude. You were were so
1: cool. (laughs)
0: You would not believe some of the things that some people said. And Mary goes, she goes, doesn't this bother you? Maybe this sounds cold here, but I go, the people who said that, I don't respect. So it doesn't bother me. Yes. Now, if somebody I respect says something like that, Mm. then I'm going to go, okay, help me understand what it is that I, you know, how did I offend you in this? You take it to heart. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, if if it's people you respect and who are actually... I I better be careful what I say here. (laughs) It is open for you to say
3: whatever the hell you want, by the way.
0: (laughs) I can't tell some people that I did this. If they listen to it, they'll go, all right,
2: Esau's got a problem. (laughs) You you
3: don't have to name names. No, I know. Do you guys need
1: anything else, by the way? I'm feeling great. Uh, But anyhow, I'm just...
0: All that to say, there's immense freedom in not feeling like you have to make people happy or that they have to yeah. or to make people like me. First of all, I'm not sure you can do that anyhow. But
3: That sounds nice. But I
0: think we try, you know. <laughs> I think when you're younger, you try,
1: don't you? A yes, lot more. a whole lot. Yeah. There's a lot of that. And right. especially if you if you grow up in an environment where you, there was a lot of conditional love. Yes. <laughs> like Rob and I have compared notes on this a lot. We Big have time. similar upbringings with uh, similar oh, parent yeah. stories and stuff. And there was like my mm, like grace stopped where my <laughs> mistakes started. Right. You know. So you,
0: I've, I've felt in like, reality, but not in words. In words, the grace, oh, grace covers all that. Yeah. But I mean, in reality,
3: it didn't.
1: Not my experience.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Experience
3: does. Uh, did not yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. So, I how are you on time, by the way? What time do you need? We need to be. Oh, I need to bounce in about ten minutes or so. Okay. Yeah.
1: God, um, so. Why couldn't you blow off your other stuff?
2: Nah. <laughs> um,
1: so I like. Yeah, you try a lot to make people happy, especially when you never grew up with like acceptance being enough for someone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: the more you were
0: unaccepted, the more you sought acceptance.
1: Dude, at thirty eight right now I'm gonna be I'm gonna have a birthday here in a month or so. And how old are you gonna be? I'll be thirty nine. But, like, the past year... I hate both of you guys. It's, it's okay. I accept your hate. So.
3: <laughs> and I hate myself, too.
2: Does it, bother you this kid I, does it bother you that I hate well, you? Well, because you're someone I respect. <laughs> yes, of course. Should, can we work through this? <laughs>
1: I don't know! Uh, I'm going to spend the next 11 minutes trying to... <laughs> But, uh, like, it's realizing that I was a 38-year-old guy with daddy issues. Yeah. Oh, boy. That was the beginning of 2023 for me. I'm like, oh, no. And I've just been kind of putting that on everyone else. You know, like, looking for acceptance anywhere I can get it. Woof, man. And it's, like, just... I'm just starting to be able to articulate that that was kind of a, a key player. Yeah. I
0: think the harder, the more you need acceptance, <laughs> the more I think it's harder for people to give it to you in some ways.
1: They feel you, that.
0: Right. It's yeah. like you're desperate. It's like, you know, I remember, you know, bidding on projects, and it's like I learned you never need, you, you can't appear desperate. Like, I need this oh, job. Dude. Yes. Because if, you, cause they smell that out. And they go, oh, I don't know about that guy.
3: Yeah. Right? Oh, dude, you are reading my mail. My base level is people-pleasing. Like, I, yeah. hard, hardcore, detrimental to so much of my past. And that just might... Or even just, like, the eagerness. You could smell that stench on me mm. before <laughs> I even walked in the room. It was... Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. And even desperation—not even like that. I need this key financially, but like just for yeah, just want this thing, and just uh, just like too much. No. Calm down. Well, you know? for me at least, it was it—it's it's been a journey.
1: Man, one of the nicest things to hear for me lately. I got a, I got a life coach. Oh, that's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It just because it implies uh, I need help. Okay? But I got a life coach who's awesome. He's awesome. that's what we were. It's, we are <laughs> that way. I just uh, stopped. Uh, I how
0: just, much does he
3: pay you, Rob? Oh, uh, I just got Takate up my nose. That is so, <laughs> so good. Oh, genuinely, that is so good. But I <laughs> thought I was your life coach.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Oh, I love that line. It's so perfect. <laughs> uh, and uh, I mean,. The, I've been mentored by both of you at, uh, oh, a lot of different times. I so Love you guys. Uh, Just
2: but, kidding.
1: <laughs> 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 doesn't listen to anything I say. But okay, thanks, Joel. <laughs> um, but it's he's in his seventies. Has seen a lot of life, and not that there's anything wrong with seventies. No, it's actually great. Eighties better. Is gross. eighties oh. <laughs> are better. But well, you know, we'll give it to you. You know, but the uh, he. He's coached a lot of people, and I first meeting I tell him kind of my life story and just mm. start at the beginning, walk through some nuances and whatever else, and tell him where I'm kind of at. I'm like, man, I'm just coming awake to, like realizing I've been a chronic people pleaser. Mm. I have issues with my father, whom I love, but we're not connected. Like there's just there's all this stuff, you know. Yeah. And, um, and I feel like I've spent the majority of my life. And he stops me, and he goes, "Doing everything that everybody else thinks you should do." Yeah. And I go, "Yeah, one hundred percent." He goes, "Man, everybody I talk to in their late thirties, early forties, says the exact same thing. You spend huh. the majority of your life trying to yeah. you know, trying to do what." You think everybody else expects you to do, and then this thing happens at around this age that you're at, where you go, yeah. "Hold on, what do I want to do?" Yeah, and he goes, "You're, you are absolutely. If I was a doctor, and you were coming in and you were telling me this, I was like a, a life doctor. <laughs> I'd tell you you were, in, you are within range to be asking the questions that you are. Yeah, I think that that just really helps me a lot to go, oh." I'm within range. Yeah. Huh. We're within range. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. start saying, hold on, but what do I want to do?
0: I, I wonder if artists are more susceptible to people-pleasing. Because, you know, artists are are not just building widgets. You're creating something. Yeah. And when you create something, it's like you're, you're sharing a piece of yourself. I mean, oh, it's something yeah. deeper. Yeah. So when you're sharing something deeper, it's like there's a there's this need for people to recognize it for what yeah. it is that it's something that you um. created and believe in and it's a piece of you so you you almost like you need people to accept that
1: to feel okay about yourself i don't know i think that's totally true which is why i've loved the rick rubin stuff like he has rick rubin this music producer yeah 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 Uh, He released a book last year. He was on all the podcasts. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard some of that. He is. And he's worked with everybody from, like, Jay-Z to System of a Down Mm -hmm. to the Chili Peppers. Right. To Johnny Cash. To Johnny Cash. He, like, called up Johnny Cash and he says, I think you still have more songs. And Johnny's like, just let me die, dude. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just let
3: me die. And he's
1: like, I'm going to come over to your
3: house. I want to
1: see what you've been writing lately. Yeah. What Do you, you know that Johnny Cash
3: cover of? tune, Hurt? I Hurt Myself Today, that, mm-hmm. that tune? Oh man, you would love that. huh? He's like the reason that exists. There's mm-hmm. a song Exploder on that song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really incredible. But Rick,
1: a lot of, I mean, a lot of the themes that keep coming up are separate your work from the outcome. Oh, yeah. Like you gave that's me that a, advice a great line. years ago. You're like, you like, Yeah. Well, no, you, well, who, no, you said, the way you said it was, you, I was like, man, I, I get excited about a project and then I find myself discouraged at some point in the middle of a project or I don't start it because I'm afraid of how it'll end up. Yeah. And you said, well, you just have to learn to fall in love with the work.
0: Yeah, that's true. That was what I learned in my 40s.
3: <laughs> yeah. What was the catalyst of that? Or was it just time naturally? Seen?
0: Well, there was a moment in my jingle career where I, I kind of gave up fighting with ad agencies where I go, you know, it would be a lot easier if I just gave them what they want. Mm-hmm. And I started doing that and I was really embarrassed of my work. Because I go, this is garbage. Hmm. It's what they wanted, but it's garbage. So I actually had Rob Barrett, who worked for me at the time, I said, here's the deal. From now on, we're always going to give, the first shot is always going to be something that we think is good, and it's, it's what they need, but it's something we can be proud of. Yes. And if they reject that, then we'll give them what they want but I said I if we're only gonna try for we're, all we're doing is giving them what they want that it's like we're Thomas Kincaid painters or something you know yeah so we're gonna we're gonna just we're gonna paint what the people want because they'll pay us for it right but if you're uh, what I was gonna say if you're a true artist I'm not really claiming that because I was doing jingles for <laughs> Pete's sake <laughs>
1: But if you're a true oh. artist, it's like. That's just like an artist to downplay their work, though. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Uh,
0: <it's> good. <laughs> you nailed me. <laughs> yeah. There's
1: some encouragement in that truth, man.
0: Yeah, that, yeah. that just showed how badly I wanted to be viewed as an artist. Oh, man. <laughs> but I also wanted to do work that I, I could be proud of. Because if I'm going, if I'm an artist and if I'm doing work, that I'm embarrassed to have my name on. That's on me, right? That's yeah. that's because I sold out. Yeah. know, a lot of my true musician friends thought I sold out from the beginning by doing doing jingles and commercials, but
3: oh Man, I feel that in my nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> you are reading my
1: mail. That's man. pretty. You, that's can pretty you, low. Can you lo- <laughs> can you can you localize this feeling
3: for I us? I I just did. <clears throat> man, that is you are the. I've spent so much time of my life has been spent trying like especially as like a bass player or like is the yeah. bass, I feel like a bass person. It's like this. Uh, Bass players Sisters are like jingle, jingle writers. 100%. 100 <laughs> And like, yeah. I just was like, I my only job is to figure out what everybody else likes. Yeah. I can do that. You want me to be this person? Whatever you need, personality-wise, yeah. playing-wise, I'll just do it just so I can like get in. I'll do whatever it takes. And it just made me someone with just like vanilla, like just nothing. There's yeah. no, I did, I did no voice yeah. on anything I put my hands on. Uh and, then, and what's what's crazy is there's no, at least for me, there's been no other, like, deeper sense of, like, failure, what the hell am I doing with my life, than when you fail, when, like, when you, when fail, you feel like you're, you're failing at, like, that. Like, I've sacrificed my voice to give, yeah. figure out what everybody else wants, and it's still not happening? Like, how much must I suck mm. if it, things aren't working out for that? Yeah. It's like you were failing yourself oh, not 100%. failing others
1: yes hello yes yes jerry can you hand me in my coat
2: yes we can tap out
5: thank you you've been listening to rob morgan is a curious person nothing you've heard in today's episode reflects the opinions or beliefs of guinness curious endeavors the republic of ireland or anyone living or dead Quite frankly, those who said it have probably already changed their minds. And we offer you the most sincere apologies on their behalf. Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations recorded all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake. And he's an idiot to attempt it, but he won't budge. So that's where we're currently at. Visit thecuriouspod.com today or click the link in the show notes for more Great Crack. We hope you'll enjoy. Meow.